0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the I Almost Died podcast. I'm your host Ben. Ben of the week. I find it insane. I find it kind of crazy how there's like, like podcasts out there, like radio stations that they just wake up and they choose crack for their for their intros. They like, have you? When is the last time you listened to a radio station? I haven't listened to a radio station in probably five years. Who does, anyways, welcome to my podcast. This is a special vaccination edition. As you can see, I have my little stickers on here. This one was the one from Waiting in Line. It says 83, I was number 83. Kind of wish I was first, but anyways. And then this is my sticker saying that I couldn't leave until 1037 in case I have an allergic reaction. And I didn't, because it's safe. But (laughs) when I was sitting in line, all of a sudden, fire trucks and ambulances show up and they pause the whole thing. I hear one of the nurses scream like, fo stop. And I'm like, mm. those are words I do not like to hear when I'm already anxious because I hate needles. And they took this person out in a stretcher. But they I think they just had an allergic reaction and they were old as heck. So it's like, who knows what's going on with them? Like, not one person our age... I don't know why I'm assuming that there's not like Prince Philip age people out there listening to this. Maybe, I don't know. But I feel like people like my age, we're good. Like, go get it. Go get the vaccine. Actually, everyone go get the vaccine. What am I talking about? Anyways, it kind of hurt though. Look at my bandaid. Ready? Uh, Anyways, super off topic way to start the podcast. Today, (laughs) I'm going to tell you a story that I literally, like, this was one of the stories that, like, gave me the idea for this podcast, and for some reason I forgot to make a whole episode on it, which I don't know how that happened, but this is, this is kind of a crazy near-death experience from when I was a child, a small little grub, and this happened at church camp. This is a church camp near-death story. So, let's begin. <laughs> Actually, before we begin, if you want to send me any of your uh, stories, any of your near-death experiences, um, you can tweet me, hashtag I almost died podcast, or tweet me at Ben of the Week, and I will see them, and I will read them. Uh, the last episode, I think it was the last episode, was the the, the one where I started reading your guys' ones, so I have plenty of room for more near-death experiences, so send them over. But with all that hubbub aside... Let me tell you about how I almost died at church camp. (laughs) So (laughs) this was the summer. I I don't know the year, but this was the summer of when Katy Perry's Roar came out because it was like my anthem. This song was banging out my iPod touch speakers and headphones 24 seven. Now this was I, I think this was 2014. If I'm being honest, I feel like that came out 2014 like Roar by Katy Perry gives me very much 2014 vibes And I had been to a few camps before, like my mom had sent me to a few camps. Like, should I name drop them? No. Mm, YOLO. There's one called Camp Evergreen, which was really fun. I went there two years. And then there was this other camp. Basically I had been to three different camps in the past. And the first time I went, I was really nervous. Like I had like really bad separation anxiety from my mom and like from like playing Minecraft. This was in like my era. This is so disgusting to say I would literally play Minecraft from waking until sleep. And I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating in the slightest. I would wake up as soon as I could, like 8 a.m., get on my server with all my friends, play nonstop until I fell asleep at like 2 a.m., and I did this for entire summers in middle school. Like, literally entire summers. And it was such a routine. Like, I don't regret a single second of it. Because I loved it. I loved just being on my Minecraft server. And I was like an admin. So, I was kind of running that bitch. That was four letters. That was not a swear. We're keeping it Christian, everybody. We're talking about church camp. Um, <laughs> So, I... basically I was really like scared to like be away from that like I literally had been playing Minecraft nonstop for two months and then had to be away from all technology for a week I was like "Mm, don't want to do that but this was a different camp than the ones I had previously mentioned the other camps I loved I had my friends there but my mom literally got a Groupon or something she got a Groupon for this camp and like Like, I don't know why my mom sent me to camp. Like, I was never really like, oh, love to go back. It was kind of just like, oh, it's summer again. Off to camp you go. So she sent me to, it was called Camp Evergreen. And it was this Christian camp. I don't know what type of Christian, what flavor of Christian. But it was a Christian camp. Now, all the other camps... Oh, I just hit my cable. Did that stop the recording? No, we're good. Because I am a podcasting genius. I'm the big boss here. Anyways... Um, The camps I had been to in the past, like the previous ones, they were also religious camps, but literally all we would do is just like pray before dinner or something. So it was like never anything like too, too serious. And that's what I thought this next camp would be like. It was not. This camp, this camp Evergreen was, it was serious mamas. They had a church like a full-on church, like two pastors. I don't know what they needed two for, but they had two pastors. There's like crosses everywhere, like murals of like Jesus and Mother Mary. And I pull up with my mom in the car and I'm like, (laughs) what's what's going on here? So um, when you first come to camp, and especially if you're like new there, they like show you around. They like bring your parents to the bunk and stuff. And I started crying and my dad started crying too. Literally have no clue why he did that. Like I'm the one getting sent away to camp here for a week. No Minecraft, no nothing. Why are you crying? I, I But I like shed a few tears. But so they dropped me off and I'm like super sad. I'm like, mm, mm, I'm gonna miss you. And I have to give over my phone. Y'all don't know how depressing it is. That is so sad that like literally in 2014 this was depressing to me but like handing your phone over and knowing you're not going to be able to have it for a week not a fun feeling not a fun feeling let me tell you but my parents left and my bunk mates I had like four people in my cabin there was like four other kids and then our camp instructor who is was, like, kind of cool. I remember he was, like, I just, I was, like, wow, this, this is a cool dude. Cool dude alert. We have a cool dude in the camp cabin. But, um, so he was, like, kind of just, like, explaining to us, like, how camp would be, like, getting all, getting us all hyped up. He's, like, you campers are in for such a fun treat. It's gonna be so fun. And I believed him. I believed him. How could I have been so so foolish (laughs) so (laughs) the basically what we would do all day is like we'd have like a big game like a big team game like a giant game of tag or like capture the flag which actually is so fun like that literally is like the part of camp that makes it the absolute best is like having like those giant games and stuff um and then we'd have like our meals which like weren't the best like i don't remember the food being amazing like when i try and think of the food i think of like kool-aid and like, porridge. And I was a vegetarian at the time. So I literally got picked on for that at the camp, which really kind of sucked. But they always had to give me, like, some weird vegetarian alternative. And it was always so nasty. It looked like, like a mucus. It'd be like some sort of stew or, like, a casserole that they threw together. I'm like, this is demonic. But I ate it because I wasn't trying to starve. Anyways... <laughs> I guess I'll preface this by saying I have a very big aversion to authority. I don't know where this stems from. I really don't know. I feel like I should see a therapist to figure it out. It's one of the things that really, like, I'd say causes a fair bit of problems for me. But I hate authority. I, that is why I love, like, the position that I'm in now where I don't have a boss. Like, I make videos, like, on my own schedule. There's not really anyone telling me what to do. I don't know why I have this. Like, it's kind of like pointless. Like, There's, there's some times when you should like follow authority, but I'm very much like I want to do my own thing. But when I decide in my head that the authority that I'm under, whether it's like when I was in school or something, is suddenly stupid, I become the most rebellious little brat ever. <laughs> so let's get into it. It was the second or third day. I can't remember which. I was kind of feeling the vibes of the camp. I'm like, you know what? Like, it's a little different, but I like it. There's like, like the games are fun. The people are generally cool and nice. And I wake up one morning and I can't move my head at all, at all. And I start panicking and I try and turn it a little bit and I feel the most spiking stabbing pain I have felt in like my life. It literally, I, I was so confused. Like all the way back from the back of my head down to like my lower back felt like, like I was literally getting ripped apart by a bear when I moved it like even like an inch, like half an inch. And I literally was sitting there just crying. It was like, and I like, I'm like, help, help, help and I like had woken up before everyone else so like everyone else wakes up like they hear my like faint cries for help I'm like help Ah!" (laughs) and the counselor he like he was like very nonchalant about it he's like oh hey buddy what's wrong and I'm like I can't move I can't move my head everything hurts and it did like it literally I I don't I to this day don't know what happened like Did I sleep weird when I woke up? Did I, like, jolt my head or something? But I think I full-on sprained my neck. But at the time, like, I didn't know what, like, what was happening. I thought my neck was broken. I was, like, sitting there, like, running through my head. Like, what if I'm, like, paralyzed? And I was freaking out. So the camp counselor's like, okay, well, um, just try and move a little bit. So I'm like, And I screamed because it felt like my head was about to break off. So I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm so sorry, but I can't do it. And (laughs) these are the words. The words I'm about to say are the words that have literally stuck with me for so long because they just give me so much anxiety. (laughs) He said, okay, well, we don't have a nurse. (laughs) But we'll pray for you. (laughs) Imagine, I want you to, like, wherever you're sitting or standing right now, I want you to imagine you can't turn your head at all. It is completely stuck. And if you turn your head, it is going to hurt. And it's going to be the worst pain you've ever felt. And it's going to feel like your neck is going to snap off. So that's what I was feeling. And then hearing a this camp doesn't have a nurse and B, their solution to my possible paralysis is they'll pray for me. And I'm laying there. Now listen, I was I was like raised Catholic. I went to church until like probably like age 17 like every single Sunday. Like I'm not religious anymore but at that time here. (laughs) Hearing that when I just fully needed medical attention, I was in panic mode. I like didn't know what to say. I just laid there, and they lit the counselor was like, Okay, everybody, well, let's all pray for Ben. So they sit on the floor in a circle, in a prayer circle, and start praying for me. And it wasn't even anything specific. Like, if they're like, Okay, God, we pray that Ben Ben's neck will get fixed. It wasn't even that. They literally, they started praying like just random generic prayers and then like the rosary. <laughs> and that was all I got. I'm laying there. Neck broke. Camp counselors and fellow campers on the floor being like, this is Holy Land. We're standing on Holy Land. <laughs> so, they finished their prayer circle after about, like, I think it was five minutes. They decided five minutes is adequate enough to stop me from being paralyzed. Now, this camp, um, the, like, the camp counselor, I feel like he was probably, like, my age now, like, probably 21. So, realistically, if I was in that position, I don't know what I'd do. I don't know at all. I feel like <laughs> So, he um they finished their prayer circle and he's like, "Okay, well, Ben, do you want to come with us to um to breakfast?" I'm like laying there. No thoughts, head empty, head broken. And I'm like, "No." <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break, but when I get back, we'll get right into it. Okay, welcome back. So, <laughs> I'm laying there, and they asked me to go if I want to go to breakfast. I'm like, oh, oh, I would love breakfast. I would love some porridge, some oatmeal, maybe a bagel. But you see, the thing is, my neck is kind of broken. It's kind of broken. And I can't move at all. I didn't say that because I was a pushover at age 14. I didn't know what to say. So I'm like, okay, um, well, I can't come, but you guys can go have fun. And I'm like, okay, um... Oh, and I'll, I'll talk to the, to the main counselor and, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's cool. I love, love my progress. Love me finally getting medical attention potentially. So they like go for breakfast and I'm just laying there in complete silence for like an hour and a half. Like I was like so bored too. Like I wanted to grab, like, I brought a book. I was like, maybe I'll grab that or, like, a friendship bracelet. Like, at every camp, I'd always, like, start making these friendship bracelets with, like, um, strings and stuff. I'm like, maybe maybe I'll start that. No, I couldn't move. I could, like, if even if I moved my arm, my arm is attached to my shoulder, so it would hurt still. So I literally could not move anything. So they finally come back after an hour and a half, and I'm like, hey. They're like, oh, my gosh, breakfast was delicious. It sucks you had to miss it. I'm like, had to miss it? Had to miss it. Mamas, I can't move. I am very much paralyzed right now. What 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 are they what are they putting in your Kool-Aid? Like, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> the camp counselor's like, "Okay, so we talked to like our lead, and he says, um, we'll, we'll try and find an ice pack for you or something." And I was like, "Can I leave?" because in this moment I was like oh my god this is my opportunity like maybe I can leave like I was not feeling the vibe at this point I'm like this is this is a cult and I need to get out of here and this is my perfect escape so I I like planted the idea in my camp counselor's head I was like so like can I leave like can I call my mom and ask her to like bring me home so I can go to the hospital they're like you really think you need to go to the hospital? I'm like, yes. So the thing is I can't move my head and I haven't been able to move it for two hours and I'm in the most pain I've ever felt in my whole life. They're like, well, we'll see what happens when the ice pack comes and then and then we'll figure it out from there. And before I could like say anything back, they're like, okay, so we've got our team game now. So we're gonna go to our team game. And they just left, all of them left. I was like, what? no, no conversation, Con- conversation cut. Oh my God. I literally thought my computer stopped recording or is this still good? We're still good. Guys, I'm a professional podcaster. What can I say? What can I say? Anyways, they go off to their, their little game. I'm here laying in pain. That rhymed really well for some reason. Anyways. Um, so they, they finally let me like call my mom um, When they come back from the game, the counselor was like, okay, so we're going to have the ice pack in a little bit, but if you want to call your mom, I guess we can work that out. So they bring me like the camp cell phone and I like dial her number and I'm like, mom. She's like, ow! Oh, how are you talking to me right now? You're supposed to be at camp. I'm like, mom, I can't move my head. She's like, oh. And so she's like, I like explain the situation And then she's like, okay, well, I want to talk to the counselor. So I like give my phone to the counselor and he literally talks her out of it. I was so close to having it in my mom's head that I could, that I needed to like leave. And he literally talked her out of it and hung up the phone. I didn't even get to say goodbye. I'm like, nah, no, this is a cult is what this is. This is very much cult vibes. This is very much American Horror Story Asylum Very much, I am locked up against my will right now. So I'm like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Like, I could now, after like five hours, I felt my neck slowly getting better and they brought the ice pack, which helped, but I still could very limitly, limitly. Like, my movement was very limited. I could like hardly move it left or right. So I'm like, listen. (laughs) To, To myself, I was like, listen, Ben, You're getting out of here one way or a freaking another. This is hell, you are in hell right now. (laughs) So my neck by the next day was feeling like at half capacity. It took a full two days for me to finally get back to normal. And when I was back to normal, I had missed a lot like everyone had made their little friends and like formed their little bonds and I was like this weird outsider like there was people that hadn't even seen me before because I was just in my bunk the whole time so super awkward I had no friends and it just became a terrible experience and not only that I I was like starting to feel resistance to like the whole kind of like forced religious aspect of it like we'd have to go to church every single day for like an hour and a half and we had to like talk to a priest and like confess our sins and like I about this. So I I can't remember what I said. I said something kind of like um something kind of like agnosticy. Like what if God isn't real? I don't know, something like that. Little 14-year-old me and they got mad at me. Like they got mad mad. And oh, I wish I could remember what I said, but I just remember like my camp counselor And I think there was a few camp counselors like at our table when I said it at like lunch. And they're like, why did you say that? Oh my gosh, my freaking camera overheated. I guess I am like kind of cooking with the lights. I look like I look like the fried chicken in KFC with like underneath like the the heat lamps. Like that's what I look like right now. But sorry about that. Anyways, back to the story. Where was I? (laughs) So they were not very happy with me. And I feel, I swear, like I have a conspiracy theory that they think I was like possessed or something like that is my, that is my theory. So I, I was like not having any of this camp. I really just wanted to leave. I like told my counselor, like my counselor had known, I just wanted to hit the high road, get out of there. But they're like, no, like, unless it's a dire emergency, you, you must stay at the camp. They're like, think of your mom. Think of all the money she put just so you could be here. Be a little grateful. I'm like, huh. I was injured. I could I was paralyzed and y'all parade for me for five minutes. To get me out of here. <laughs> so <laughs> oh my gosh, just bring back so many bad memories. Ew. Ew. So I like went into like full prison break mode. I would like. I, like, examined the perimeter. Like, we were allowed, like, an hour of free time to just, like, go do whatever. And I wouldn't hang out with nobody. I was not messing with any of the other campers. I was, like, I did a full perimeter of the camp one time to see, like, my exits. And I, like, made it known to them. I, like, made it known that I was, like, trying to escape. I was, like, yeah. And I just for went for a walk of the perimeter. And then I was, like, talking about the outside world. I was, like, yeah, there's, like, a town, like, pretty close by. And, like... Yeah, but you're at camp, so you don't need to know any of that. I'm like, <laughs> you're not really holding me like I'm an like I'm a CIA experiment. Good lord. So my neck was fully healed at this point. I could like I could do whatever if I wanted to escape. You know, you can call it you can say their prayer circle worked, maybe. Maybe the ice pact worked, who knows? Maybe just fix itself. In the moment, I would have very much liked. Medical attention that very much would have been nice Though <laughs> I literally have lived in Canada most of my life and the one time I actually needed that free health care They're like nope. Sorry, you can't have it. You're at camp <laughs> So This was I don't know if you could tell but this is the last time I ever went to camp my mom picked me up my mom and dad picked me up on the very last day and I was, I literally was like crying. I had never been happier. Like, I actually feel like I went to prison. Like, I had everything I loved stripped away from me. And I had to be in this nasty, crusty, evil place. So when they came, they had this little assembly with the parents to like show the parents like, oh, all the fun we had at camp and everything. And we had to like, each go up like one by one in front of like this little audience and say like our favorite thing from the camp. And I'm not a confrontational person. I don't like drama. But sometimes I gotta speak my piece. So they're all sitting there. You've got these little children being like, it was so fun being with all my friends playing Capture the flag." I'm like, aw, mm, that's cute. I got up there. And they're like ben what was your favorite part of camp and i said leaving (laughs) and i got off that stage and i went to my parents and the assembly wasn't even over i'm like no we're going we're we are leaving this is like one of the moments in my life where i was like the most proud of myself for like just sticking up for myself and not taking any business i was like we're leaving and they're like I got them good with that one. There was like a, a, a silence entered the room when I said that. And, and we dipped and oh my God, it was glorious. It was truly, it was truly glorious. And as I was leaving, as we were leaving, like a camp council like caught up with us. And I'm like, Ben, like we're so sorry. You had a bad experience. Like, was there anything that went wrong? And like, me getting paralyzed and y'all doing nothing. I think it was that for me. I think that was... Y'all could have done a little bit better. A little bit better. (laughs) That experience was, like, actually terrible. Like, if you're going to set up a camp... And by the way, I forgot to mention this. This was in, like, the boonies. Like, a remote area in the forest. So, like, when I mentioned that other town that was nearby... That would have probably taken, like, six hours to walk to... Like, this was literally completely cut off from society. I hated it. I really hated it. All the other camps were so fun. Like, they're very open-minded. There's people of all religions there. Like, even though it was, like, a Christian camp, they're like, okay. But this one, like, literally when I told them that I'm, like, like not, like, a believer, they were on me. They were on me. And I was, like, really uncomfortable in so many different circumstances But the biggest one being when I literally needed medical attention and they did a little prayer circle for five minutes. So So I made it home. And let me tell you, that first Minecraft session after being freed, that hit different. That was, I felt, I had never felt joy. I had missed so much on the Minecraft server. There was like so much drama, all sorts of stuff going on, but it felt so good to just be back. Playing Minecraft online with my friends, I was—I literally was sitting there just crying happy tears. Ugh. <laughs> oh my god, that was something else. Stop! Why am I tearing up? It was like it was just such a relief, like to be freed from that situation. And I know it was only a week, and I know like eh, like whatever. But as a kid, I feel like when you're a kid, you just feel everything so much more intensely, like. When you become an adult, things just kind of like life gets a little bit more dull. Like there's still fun moments, but it's not like when you're a kid and like every single thing, you just feel it like 10 times more. Like every little heartbreak, everything you get excited for, everything that scares you is just like 10 times more intense. So (laughs) it was crazy. And I never went to camp again. Will I send my kids to camp if I have kids? Yes will it be that camp? Absolutely not. I think camp is a really fun experience. Generally. Um, it's really, I'm like super introverted. So it was really good to like, kind of like learn how to just connect with other human beings. So that was really good. But that camp, I'm going to look it up after this. I hope that went out of business. I hope they got like a fat complaint or something. I left a Google review for one star. So anyways, <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for joining every single week. I truly appreciate appreciate you. If you want to send me your near-death experiences, use the hashtag I Almost Died Podcast. Um, and then I will read it and I'll be featuring it in an upcoming episode. Um, and yeah, stay safe. Get vaccinated, of course. Of course, of course, of course. Um, I will see you next week, every Wednesday. The Ben of the Week, I Almost Died Podcast. You know the drill. <laughs> and I love you stay safe ow my arm is actually starting to hurt now let me do an arm circle real quick weow, weow. ew all the people on the video version just saw my armpit hair that's disgusting that's a reminder for me to shave it I hate armpit hair nasty it looks uh, anyways <laughs> take care I love you so much bye